Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Honesty. Is it worth talking about? There are two schools of thought. One, probably what your granny told you. Honesty is the best policy. The other, it's more important to be tactful, think about other people's feelings and at all costs, don't panic the herd. Can there be too much honesty in leadership? People who trust the leader are more likely to cooperate and certainly more likely to speak up, and they'll go the extra mile for a leader they trust. As much as it's well-nigh impossible to change the culture of an organisation, honesty can quickly change the working climate, the environment. It's easy to confuse power with influence. Honest people are always far more influential and from that comes consensual power, where people accept the power of the boss rather than putting up with it. Honesty demands accountability. If leaders are honest, they have to be honest about everything, faults and failings, as well as success. Honesty provides credibility, and credible leaders can do incredible things. So there you are, half a dozen re reasons to rate honesty. I'm sure you'll think of more. At times of trouble, some leaders will tell you everything's going to be okay. Perhaps it will, perhaps it won't. Reassurance. No, not really. It creates a credibility gap. If the experience of the people doing the job doesn't square with the messages from the C-suite, credibility is lost and with it, influence. The leader who says, do you know what, it's going to be a while before we work our way out of this, will probably be the one to follow. The one who will invite ideas, feedback, and has the humility and self-confidence to be a true leader. You don't need me to tell you the mess the NHS finds itself in. Swamped with demand, sinking, too many patients, not enough people to sort itself out. Time for a bit of honesty? Well, if it does anything, honesty obliges us to confront issues, provides clarity and focus to understand what our problems really are. Things we need to be honest about? Well, the nurses' strike will be very damaging to both nurses and to political leadership. His Majesty's government is gambling on sweating the strike out in the hope that public sentiment will turn against the nurses. The strike will start as an historic novelty, but erode at the pace the press can find people who are delayed, damaged or even attributed death to strike action. They'll find nurses not on strike to split the union like the Nottingham miners in 1984. The strike will end without a victory. The plethora of public sector strikes with equally high demands, meeting the RCN demands, translates into fueling inflation and settling with rail, teachers, fire, posties and all the others on their terms. Can't be done. In the next five years, there's no prospect of getting the ratio of health professionals per head of population to anything like EU or OECD averages. It takes too long to train people. For the foreseeable, the NHS will be managing demand and decline. If Labour form the next government, beware they'll overpromise. There are no oven-ready solutions to the legacy problems they'll inherit. NHS workforce is in crisis. Fixing it is a long haul, even if they're prepared to shake up skill mix, training and banding. Giving the NHS more money will help with inflation, consumables and fuel costs. 
The main problem is beyond money. You can't buy a box of nurses. Plus the unspoken issue, social care has collapsed. The nearer we get to an election, the more belligerent and demanding the politicians, which will tip more Harris staff into leaving. Primary care will not improve and voluntarily will be subsumed into vertical integration with secondary care. Well-off middle classes will look for private primary care solutions in the same way they have for dentistry. Private elective providers will publish price lists encouraging self-funding. Private medical insurance will re-establish itself as a popular emolument for employers to offer in a tight labour market. Expect tax breaks. Most investment to manage the NHS by the use of technologies hasn't delivered much. The absence of convincing digital leadership, a technical revolution, changes to procurement rules and clarity of what the NHS actually needs, will see suppliers question their investment in what is a relatively small English market. Why bother? That's the way I see it. Honest. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye now.